Coming up on this episode, we begin with the worst of fast food, which booster is right for you, and some extreme keyboards. Then we get to the week's tech news, including iOS 16, AI artwork, and dumb glasses for your workplace. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 347, recorded September 12th, 2022. Tips for stealing car radios. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and we couldn't do it without you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined by two guys who definitely celebrated today's holiday, National Chocolate Milkshake Day. It's Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. Good evening, gentlemen. Wow, I can't believe I'm just hearing about this now. (sighs) I actually, and you know the sad thing? I actually knew that before we even did the show. I am, I give you guys a lot of credit about being, um, uh, sort of uh, dedicated to managing your notifications. I just let everything notify me for everything. So I got a notification today from the Burger King app that uh, chocolate milkshakes were on sale for chocolate milkshake day. So that's my sad life. That's how I know. Wow. I don't even need that much Burger King. I don't even know why I have the Burger King app. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I can't remember the last time I went to a Burger King. You, you are there? not missing much. Whopper. Didn't they have a chicken sandwich that was kind of good? They did have their new sandwich. Yeah, they they followed the trend. I thought I thought it was fine. You know, Whopper's a classic. They got the onion rings. Onion rings. I tried Jack in the Box for the first time ever a couple weeks ago. Wow. It was very bad. It was I think it's got to be the worst fast food experience I've had so far. It was just like why does this exist? Who wants this? But I think the question has to be, uh, did you get a burger? Or did you get one of the otter menu items? I got one of the otter ones because I figured I'm here. And what is the thing that they recommend? It's like a French toast burger or something. Well, they have they have uh, like the tiny tacos. Did you get the tiny tacos? No. What did I get? Oh, the sourdough burger that's what i got okay and it didn't live up to the hype it was just very very average mm. tiny tacos i mean i guess i would try that next <laughs> i don't think you need to go back i think no. you've you've served your country no. well it was you? one of those like rest stops where we're like, oh, this is a convenient place on the highway, but it was kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and they had a gas station and a Jack in the Box, Oof. and that was it. Oof. Uh, so, wow. Uh, yeah. Now, prior to this, what was your uh, top worst fast food? Um. I have a special hatred for Quiznos. It's not really founded in anything. It just feels like, why does this exist? It's just the worst subway in every way, in my opinion. Although it's been a long time since I tried it. Every time I go to Quiznos, I'm just like, it's just so disappointed by comparison. Because it's so similar, but it is worse. You're like, ugh. Why couldn't it just be Subway? <laughs> you I think like that's got to be my worst. Because the other bear. ones, like, you know, Burger King is very inoffensive. Burger King and Wendy's, they're not bad. It's just fine. Um, it's got to be Quiznos. I can't think of one that I actively dislike besides Quiznos. That's fair. 
I need to look at a list, though. Right. I I will eat it, but I don't like KFC. I don't think it's good. Uh, it's hard to screw up fried chicken, though. I, I think there's other better options. I think a Popeye's is better. I've never had Popeye's. You know, they've built like three Popeye's within a reasonable distance of my house in like the last three weeks. It's crazy. They have popped up. I drive by and there's nothing. And then I pop up and there's a Popeye's. I don't know wow. what they're doing. It's wild. I so. I guess this must have been like before COVID when the Popeye's chicken sandwich was like all the rage. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yes. And I finally decided I knew there was a Popeye's over here. I knew right where it was. It'd been there. I knew where it was since before I even lived in Boston. And I finally decided one day I was like, you know what? I was going home from work. I didn't have anything for dinner at home. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get this chicken sandwich. And I walked over there and the Popeye's was gone. Sign was gone. (laughs) Like fully disappeared from that building. And uh, I never tried the sandwich. I don't even know. Devastating. Now, did you know, fun fact, I just learned that Washington State has the fewest fast food restaurants per capita of any state. Well, they do call it the slow state. So um, they they, they like their food slow. I don't know. Do they? No, I don't know. I just made that up. I don't know. I would think that, you know, actually, can I bring up a mini rant for a second since we're on this topic? Yeah. Dunkin' Donuts breakfast sandwiches. I don't think they're good. Yeah, yeah. they're not super good, but they're not bad. But it's like it's like a Burger King breakfast sandwich to me. It's like this is fine. But here's the thing. I think the quality isn't bad. I just think the flavor is bad. And I've come up with a solution. And Dunkin' Donuts, I know you're watching. One thing that I think would take their C-level sandwiches to an A-level. Sauces. The sandwiches are so dry and mono-flavor. It's just sort of just salt and bread. There's not a lot of flavor. Put a ranch on there. Put a sriracha on there. Put a pesto on there. Put, you can have a selection of sauces. And I'm telling every, I put guacamole, I have little like pre-made guacamole cups. I put guacamole on my breakfast sandwiches. Tastes incredible. I mean, you're not wrong. I feel like a sauce, sauce sandwich technology was invented a long time ago. And I mean, come on. It, it's kind of weird. Get on it, Duncan. <laughs> and upcharge for it. I mean, I think this is like such a no brainer because the sandwiches are so dry. Do you remember when they changed the eggs? I do. Do you know, though, you can still get... Have you ever had the sourdough breakfast sandwich at Dunkin'? They use the old style eggs. What? Yes, they put two of them on there. Way better. Wow. I've never... I haven't had Dunkin' breakfast in a while. I feel like the other key to Dunkin' breakfast was getting, like, sausage instead of... Like, their bacon is not... No, it's, it's really barely not. bacon. And it's they technically bacon. They had beyond sausage for a little while and that that fell off the map. Mm-hmm. It went too far. <laughs> yes. It went beyond. beyond. Um well Bed um, Bath and Beyond sausage. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um 
So what's going on, guys? What's good? I got some shots today. Shots, shots, shots. Everybody. COVID, the flu. Now, how'd they do? How 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 are those? You gotta rate your uh, your pharmacist. How was your experience? Oh, I think you. I think he did a great job. He didn't ask me any of the questions, which I appreciated because I already answered the questions in the app. The last, like the last time I went for vaccines, like they asked me all of the questions in person too. Um, and then. I mean, he was pretty down to business. There was no like counting or anything. He like swabbed me and then like, whoosh, and then he like scooted over to the other side on his, his rolly stool and he did the same thing. No okay. counting. Oh, I don't know. There was just no lead up to the, he didn't oh, say like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do it now. He just like did the thing. There's no I warning. Guess, right. I guess we're all vaccine experts. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> this is no, no mystery to it anymore. Now, did you need to do any research into going to the correct place that had the correct booster or you just didn't do any research, showed up, it was a correct booster and everything was fine? Um, well, Colby's now just realizing, <laughs> wait, wait, what did they inject me with? For, for one, I think we, we, uh, I was going to say purchase. We like reserved our vaccine, our vaccine appointment online at CVS. I what is there a correct booster? Like, can you get the wrong one? I can answer this. Uh, you can't. They've I, I don't know if like they legally, but basically they are not selling the old one anymore. They've discontinued the old one. So if there is a shot out there right now, it basically has to be the new one or no shot at all. Right. Oh, that's good. Super one. And is that like it doesn't matter anymore which brand you get, right? Um. I've disclaimer. I'm not a doctor. Uh, from what I've read, <laughs> it'll work, but they do. They do recommend you stay in the same. Like there is a small like fringe benefit, like it makes it slightly better, but not big enough to like require it. You know, uh, interesting. Yeah. I heard the opposite secondhand from doctors, which is, oh, like, you're supposed to mix a match a small fringe benefit from mm. like being exposed to different formulations and giving you a broader immune something, 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 something. Well, I, so I think the answer is no, you're probably fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess that means either I or Laura am getting a small fringe benefit because she, she was, this was her first Moderna and I, I've only had Moderna. I see oh. your A-B testing. So yep. let's see how you fare this winter. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be fun. You know, it was funny when I got uh, last year, I did the flu and the booster at the time at the same time. And when I went into the little vestibule at the CBS, uh, they, th there were two syringes there and they were not labeled. There were just two syringes sitting there and there was no anything labeled anywhere that I could see. And so she picks up one of the shots and we're chatting and she puts it in the arm and she goes, and I go, which one was that? She goes, well, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, excuse me. She's like, yeah, it's fine. You're, you're just going to get both of them. I'm like, oh, no, CVS. Not great. Yeah, I asked I asked my pharmacist that and he he knew he was like. Oh, that was that was Moderna. 
then you think he was just making it up it could have been but he did say before he gave me the flu shot he was like people have been saying this one hurts a lot and yeah it didn't hurt that much rude yeah (laughs) or is that some sort of crazy psychology thing Right. I like to it think- doesn't hurt at all. And then for the next one, you're like, well, they, I got the hard one out of the way. The next one's be no problem. But this is why I could never be like have that kind of job, because I would just pick up both syringes, like look really closely. Go, oh, this <laughs> is the one with the microchips in it. OK, that's the one. That's the, the COVID shot. OK. Do you remember the Dubai Friday story about the um, uh, allergy shots? And the way that they administer the allergy shots is the, there are many shots, like yes, dozens, and they come out in a like a wooden box in a grid, and so and then you like you take your forearm and there's a grid drawn on that, and they take one, one, two, 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 and they got to the end, and there was an empty square, meaning that they stuck one needle in two spots, but they had no way of knowing where that happened. And so they had to do the whole procedure over again on the other arm. (laughs) Nasty. (laughs) Uh, Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, thanks. I got a new keyboard because my my old keyboard finally died. Oh, look at that. Oh, my God. That one. That looks like a, and I say this as a compliment, that looks like a toy you would give a child to entertain them. It's got bright <laughs> lights, it's clean it and shiny. We'll see how long it remains clean and shiny. Yeah. Um, so I'm still I'm still in the throes of learning the new keyboard. Sometimes I just delete everything I just wrote because <laughs> I pressed Command A instead of Shift A. No. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I also have that keyboard and I stopped using it. You have this keyboard, the Moonlander? Yeah. Oh. I used it for like a decent amount of time. And I like I liked it, but I could not like I could not find a way to do the keys and like angle the thumb things in a way that did not make my thumbs hurt. Like my hands hurt like all the time from doing the thumb buttons. And it just like never went away. Interesting. Yeah, they are not exactly comfortable for me yet. And I think just today I realized that they were probably too far apart. Yeah. Uh, but I've taken their advice. I don't know if you saw this advice at the time, like keep it flat for the first month and then adjust it. So I've refrained mm-hmm. from making any adjustments. Smart. Smart. This thing looks wild. <laughs> it's dangerous. I did like being able to set like you can change the color on like every key and like yeah. make all the keys do anything. It was yeah, fun. so it is useful. That is my favorite feature that I didn't appreciate when I got it is that a lot of the way these keyboards work, Sean, is you press a button on your keyboard and then what the keys do on your keyboard changes. It's like the shift button. Like conceptually, oh, when you press the shift button, that's right? That's interesting. Your lowercase keys become uppercase keys and the you know the five becomes the parentheses or the percent sign or whatever. But you have multiple keys that can do that. But it gets super confusing on a keyboard because now the things on your keyboard no longer represent what is going to be pressed. But with the lights, so I can I can demonstrate this. 
when I oh, press this button, it changes. It shows oh, me which keys I can <laughs> press now, which is That's super awesome. helpful. That is very cool. Heck yeah. It was a cool keyboard. So did you find a, uh, oh, it has magnets. I didn't realize that. Magnets. Did you find a, um, a new home for it, Colby? I think it's in the closet, if I recall okay. correctly. <laughs> I should have just mailed it to you. A home of sorts. See, I, if only I had known. Right. Now, which kind of keys did you get? Which kind of switches, rather? Oh. Uh, did you get the super clicky ones? What color? Blue. Blue's the one I got. It might have been blue. I mean, there weren't that many options, right? I don't remember there being options at all, but I could be wrong. There were several options, and then you could like click on the advanced menu and get even more options. But something I did just today was I ordered one of those fake keyboards where each key is a different switch, and so now I'll finally be able to try all of them. Nice. Because uh, you can also just pull the whole switch out of this keyboard. You don't have to desolder anything and then replace the whole the whole mechanism. That's cool. Pretty cool. We'll see. Hopefully my thumbs don't hurt. But it, it is like a bigger keyboard. I think that's like the issue is your hands have to span a bit more of a distance. It was probably like I probably had. I probably should have configured the buttons differently. I think I just used their defaults, but like I probably should have mm -hmm. changed some stuff. I did see on their website, they will sell you one of those keyboards where all the keys are blank. Yeah. That is true lunacy. I used to have one of those. Did yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I still have one of them. It's just broken. Um, <laughs> and that's why I bought this keyboard. But the that sounds crazy. But the advantage is then when you press the button that changes what the keys do, you can't be confused because the keys don't say anything. <laughs> Um, well, I always, I was always put impressed. another way. You're confused all the time. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> means anything. <laughs> well, it was, uh, I was impressed because they had a few, I don't think they ever took off where each key had an OLED screen on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that were, is the future. I just know they were like a thousand dollars. They were like l crazy expensive. Well, there's but the stream like, deck, which is basically that, except not, it's not really keyboardy, but it's the same idea. Uh, infinite touch bar. Yeah, man, that's crazy. I never loved the touch bar, so <laughs> I could see why you'd want that. Um, now, uh, Dan, yes, you were not here on Wednesday when we recapped the Apple Far Out event, uh, and it wouldn't be fair if we didn't spend a moment getting uh, any thoughts and opinions you have of what Apple discussed. Yeah. Um... Let's see. The big thing I remember is Apple Watch Ultra, of course, um, which I so I've been going on lots of hikes <clears throat> and just this most recent one we went on, we were hearing this. We thought we were hearing someone with one of those like emergency whistles, but and it was we we're pretty sure it was a bird because it only tweeted like once every 20 minutes, which it. So it was in an emergency. I think they tweet at least a pattern and probably more often. 
But that was in the back of my mind as I watched the thing. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, it would be so useful to just always have something like that that could make noise. And sure, you have the whistle and stuff. And then the but I guess the actually the thing that probably sticks in my mind the most is the satellite phone calling thing or not phone calling, but satellite connectivity. Yeah, because I I am often without cell phone service. Uh, and so and, and Lena is more often without cell phone service, at least in the wintertime. Uh, so I can't wait to have that feature. Uh, I wish that I could justify getting I wish I could get the Apple Watch Ultra. Honestly, I'm fine with the price. And I love all the features. It's just too damn big to mm. be like my only Apple Watch. And I'm like, what do I do? I go hiking or skiing once a week. Uh, and I'll be wearing this Apple Watch the whole time. Or am I going to have two Apple Watches? Like, no, that's that's it's a fashion busy. statement, Dan. That's not you my want it big. You want everyone to see it. <laughs> so my hope is that they bring some of the stuff like the the fancier GPS. I was sad that the new watch doesn't have the super accurate GPS because it is nice to go skiing with just your watch and then to get all the, the stats uh, be more accurate. That'd be cool. Uh, and the, the louder speaker, that'd be nice. Um, but yeah, I am going to Australia next year and we, we slash, and by we, I mean me, I will apparently be going scuba diving. So I did think about it. I was extremely tempted. <laughs> How cool would it be to go scuba diving this thing? That one time I'll go scuba diving next year, <laughs> but I didn't get it. So that's, those are my thoughts. What did I miss? Uh, phones. Uh, are, are you oh, upgrading phones. your phone? Dynamic yeah, I Island. upgraded the phone. I got the Pro. I just did the black phone this time. I wasn't a big fan of the purple. Um, I wish they had more exciting colors. Uh, I'm excited for better camera, but the phone does feel pretty incremental. This, but the satellite calling thing is very clutch. I'm excited for that. Hmm. Well, I already Colby and I already discussed. He's going to take the Don't Panic Challenge where we're going to take him to the top of a mountain and push him off. And he's going to have to use the, the emergency calling and he's going to test it out for the show. Is he going to push him off on skis or this is just going to be like in a couple of weeks, you're just going to push him off. No, just like, just like a regular mountain and just, you know, kind of just, I mean, we won't like fall all the way down it just a little bit. <laughs> a little battered and bruised it's like when the uh, air tags came out i sw- i uh, replaced all the batteries in my air tags this weekend apparently it's been a it's been whatever <laughs> nine to ten months since those were released i just got uh, a notification that was like replace <laughs> the batteries in your air tag uh but remember when the air tags came out all the reviewers were like let's hide an air tag in this you know park in new york city and see if my core can find it it's that but with a human yeah That's- Let's get Colby truly lost in the wilderness and see if <laughs> if rescue services can find him. Rude. Um. Yeah, I don't like. What did it. What did you think? A week on, what are What are you excited about? I was excited to order a new phone, and then I was going through the thing, and it was like, oh, you have to pay a hundred dollars to like, you know, yeah, the upgrade fee your, thing. Your remaining you know the remaining whatever remains on your year i was like i'm not gonna do that so i'm just waiting until i don't know was that because last year the phone came out in october or something i don't know i swear i did that last year like last year i paid the hundred dollars which makes me even more annoyed uh Hmm. but i don't know 
I'm sure I could go back and look at the, uh, you know, look at the timing. But so, yeah, I didn't order anything. I didn't order a watch either. I did order an uh, aftermarket uh, AirPlay radio for the car. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So that's going to be cool. That was my, I took my $500 and spent it on that instead of an Apple Watch. (laughs) Very cool. But only one will be stolen when someone breaks into your car. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe I just won't put it in. I'll just like keep it like outside, outside of the car and like take it in. Do they still make them that are there where they are detachable? They do. Some of them do, but they were like pretty expensive ones with really big screens. And like, I just wanted a, well, a little one that went in the hole, you know, I need like a Tesla display that like sticks off the dashboard. Oh, intro. I didn't realize that they made things like that. So you can get like a full, uh, like a larger screen than the hole that it, it fits in. And what does it do? Like, have like a monitor arm or something and rotates around. Yeah. There's a little like bracket wow. that you can adjust and like angle towards you and stuff for like a thousand dollars. You can do that, but I didn't want to spend a thousand dollars. That's some, right though. Right. Some of those you can like the bracket like detaches and you can take the screen with you instead of leaving it in your car. It's going to be a nice upgrade for you. Yeah, we'll see. Driving in style. It seems like it wouldn't be that. And here's I. This is my car ignorance, right? Looking at the dashboard, the the thing with the the radio seems pretty integrated into the rest of the thing. So it seems like you need to dismantle part of it to put an aftermarket one in. Is my understanding correct with that? I think it's really just I haven't done this yet, but what I've been led to believe is like a lot of that stuff in your car is like, I don't know. It's just like, it's just like a piece of plastic that is clip, you know, it like clips in, but you know, if you have like a, it's, you know, uh, right. Like I don't know. the, I fix it uh battery removal tool or whatever they call it. Exactly. If you have that dingus for, your car you can just pop stuff off like there's all kinds but then of do you, you do you pop, pop it back on or then just like the plastic housing is just off on the center console oh i think i think you pop it back on i okay will be surprised if i can't pop it back on that seems to make it well i guess th- this is my my point is like it's already not the case that you you can't just like walk into the store buy the the new stereo and then just like pull out the old it already is an ordeal so it seems to me that if the stealing of the car of the stereo thingies is a problem why don't they just make it slightly less convenient to take the plastic housing off oh, with I like a little key or like screws or something right like i feel like any amount of friction would make it way less palatable right yeah i don't know I don't. I mean, I don't. Is it still a thing? Do people still still steer steal stereos? I mean, they steal everything else. So I figured they would. But (laughs) I don't. I don't know what percentage of cars these days have aftermarket stereos in them. Right. Right. 
I don't, I don't know either. Dan, was it you who's, who's, uh, someone stole the catalytic converter off your car is oh that, yeah that, yep that was the thing i remember i saw some article about that i was like god i shouldn't have a car this is terrible yeah and that would make sense right like you can't you know you can't add extra housing around the bottom of the car because that affects its ability to be a car but on the inside, it feels like you have more wiggle room. But I was listening to a podcast recently, and they were talking about how uh, car a lot of car manufacturing is actually very... Um, everyone does things the same way, but for no good reason at all. And there's a lot... I don't know what the, what's the word I'm looking for here. Monoculture. There's a lot of monoculture. Like It turns out that you know Toyota and Ford, they don't build... The, the actual construction of the cars is pretty much the same. Uh down to like how is the plastic housing thing attached and how many screws hold the engine in it's like there's just this many screws and they're pretty much always the same in the same places it's like why are those screws there there is no reason it's just the way this engines are held into the hood of the car yeah uh, i wonder if it's uh if it's the because a lot of those parts you know toyota doesn't matter. i wonder if it's the same manufacturer who sells to all the sure the, the, yeah. the car uh, builders if you will yeah yeah, this is in the context of electric cars where they are breaking all the rules, but yeah. the rules aren't rules at all. It's just like, like I think I was reading specifically about the uh, like the dash and how many screws are hold the dash into the body of the car, and it's like sixteen or something like that. But it could just be four, right? Like <laughs> the dash does not experience like maybe if you have a jeep and you take the whole hood off then maybe it would need to be more but the, the, the dash is not put under incredible stress um well dan you did give me a good idea though colby i think you got to look at upgrading your car to electric you know i was just thinking can't be that hard as i was thinking about the you know you know replacing the stereo unit and then i was thinking about car play i was like what if could you retrofit all that new CarPlay shit they showed at WWDC into a normal car? Surely some YouTuber is going to do that next year. Oh, yeah. They can just have LCD screens all over the place. Somehow Why not Colby? Legal. I think, could be Colby, I got a few uh, extra old laptops with some batteries in them and stuff. We'll just jerry-rig them together and boom, electric car. <laughs> it's, well, <laughs> if you just like slap a couple MacBook batteries it's, together it's and not hard. plug it into the engine. We'll buy like an old golf cart or something, take the plug engine off into it. the engine. You'll be zooming. The problem is there's nowhere to plug it in. I yes. Uh, well, the, hey, listen, we could always run it on double A's. That's true. Someone might steal your batteries, so you could just take the whole battery out of the car, bring it up to your apartment, <laughs> plug it in there. Colby with like a suitcase sized battery. <laughs> or like I, I'll keep a hand truck in the back of the car to roll it in. Surprised nobody's thought of that. Put it in your car battery dock in the middle of your living room. I love that. Um, now, guys, before we get into the news this week, I did want to say iOS 16 came out today. Uh, Colby, I know you haven't downloaded it. Dan, any first uh, thoughts? Um, I didn't do that much with it. I set a new lock screen and i nice. used the weather one and that was nice. about it uh yeah I've so got... far the, the my weather hasn't been very exciting um is your iphone have a blinking indicator on the top that's the infrared 
from the oh. uh, from the face ID camera that gets like if I turn oh. off the screen and turn it back on, you can see it's scanning for my face. That's oh. not there. Wow, that's cool. Um, but I I do have the bottom stacking notifications, which is new. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. And I I played around. Uh, the problem I have is for some reason I know apps have been updated. Uh, I don't have any third party home screen widgets yet, hmm. so I haven't really been able to go wild. Um, but it is nice. Interesting. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I noticed that a lot of things seem way faster. Just like the the way that those those notifications animates, for instance, feels really smooth. Yeah, a lot um, more sort of not bouncy, but a lot more sort of. Um, it reminds me of the dynamic island that we saw in the announcement where it's, it's a lot more sort of, it's a little bit more whooshy and a little bit more bouncy. And there's a little bit more flavor to the animation. It feels. Yeah. Another thing I noticed was, uh, getting a text, you bing, the thing shows up, you hold down on the, the notification to bring up like the in context responder dingus. I don't know what yep. they call that smart notification, something that thing always used to like, You'd hold down, bing, the text box would show up, but then the context of the thread would like hang for a second before it rendered. Now it renders instantly. Uh, that's yeah. my favorite feature so far. Uh, and I haven't tried anything else. Oh no, I did try. I did try the. Uh, I don't know what this is called. Like the subject detection in the photos, where you hold down on the person oh, or yeah. the dog, and you can you can paste it. I had a lot of fun with that. Um, in my brief time, I'll send you. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> I look. I picked up the 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 cat in the photo. Let me see if I can turn it. Look, I, I picked up Charlie <laughs> out of the picture. Yeah. Oh my what? god, that's awesome. That's cool. See if I can... Oh, that's really neat. I'm so mad that not, neither of you told me that this was happening today. <laughs> Should we get like a text thread going every time there's an update? Maybe. Dog. Oh my god. That is awesome. So here's but then how do I do something with it once I pull it out? Um So I only did this <laughs> in photos, but if you do it in photos. Oh, there you go. So now you I can, can like, share. You can share, you can copy it and paste it into something else. And it's, let's see, can oh I can put it in Slack. And I can send it to Don't Panic. Cool. It also does a pretty good job. Like I was noticing, does a really good job with hair. Yeah, the like, edges are super clean. And if there's a bunch of hair and it's kind of translucent, it like detects that, and you know, it doesn't just like cut that hair off or keep the background in. It's not perfect, but it does a pretty good job. Such a fancy beverage. <laughs> yeah, that was. I got some good cocktail timing in Charlotte. Um. Oh, that's a cool one. That's great. Yeah, yeah that's I haven't. Uh, I haven't undone any iMessages or edited them or anything like that yet. That's. I got to do that next. I did get the uh, the new battery uh, power indicator. I don't know if you can see that where it says the number. Oh, in the in the upper left or on, as the home screen home screen widget. no in the in the upper right where oh, you sorry, can have right. the uh this amount of the battery it's not very interesting hmm. so more stuff to play with i gotta play more with the uh, the lock screens uh especially 
where you can set a um, a photo shuffle. Oh, which is where you pick a sear any any photos you want on your camera roll, and, and you can set how often they cycle. It's kind uh, of insane that it didn't do that before. <laughs> That's a good point. In in all these years. Oh look, I made a I made a me on vacation background. Look at that. Oh, that's perfect. I sure. This is This is great. I'm going to have fun with this bad boy. So, anyway. iOS 16, check it out. And I of course I did new watchOS as well. I did the thing where I was like, "Oh, new iOS, new great." And then I went to like update my Mac and I'm like, "Oh, Venture is not till next month." Well, I have 19 minutes left until <laughs> iOS 16. It was a decent update. It was a decent update. It took a little it while. It took me forever to install it, though, so maybe it's best that you waited. It's just like I had to try like 50 times to download it. <laughs> People are excited. Um, and speaking of excitement, uh, we do have a couple stories here in the rundown um involving some of the tech things happening in the world guys anything jumping out at you screaming excitement i really tried my damnedest to put a list together uh, Not a let's lot talk going about on. the uh ai generated artwork yeah this is kind of an interesting story kind of a real uh head scratcher thought provoker jason allen a game designer sparked controversy Uh, After he submitted a piece of artwork to the Colorado State Fair Fine Arts Competition uh, in the digital arts slash digitally manipulated photography category, and he won. The thing is, he didn't make the image. It was an AI-generated image uh, generated through MidJourney. He said it was uh, generated through there and then a little bit of Photoshop on top of it. Um, According to Alan, uh, he said... Um, the description clearly stated he created them via mid journey, though he also admits that it's not his fault. Nobody knew what that was. Um, he told people at the show it's digital art created using AI tools. Um, he said, it's no different, uh, not explaining mid journey is no different than explaining how illustrator works. Uh, the rules of the competition describe his category as only quote artistic practice that uses digital technology as part of the creative or presentation process. Um, the uh, director of communication for the Colorado Department of Agriculture, I'm sure the weirdest thing he's ever been involved in, uh, said Allen had mentioned he used it in the submission, but he didn't explain how it worked. Nonetheless, the fair's rules allowed anybody to file a grievance against submissions, and no such grievance had been filed. So he remains the winner. You just inspired me to uh, for my pick this week. Is it? So, is it? Are you entering art in your local state <laughs> fair? No, I, I can just cover it now. The, today, or I don't know, recently, you know, all those like websites where you can go to, and typically you have to pay. You get like one free image a month, and you put in like the prompt, and it generates the thing. Yep. If you have an M1 Mac, you can do that right now just by downloading this app and installing it, and you can do it as much as you want. Me. Uh, it's pretty cool. You need at least 16 gigabytes. But if you've got that, uh, you're golden. It's called Diffusion B is my my uh, my pre pick. Nice. We'll have the link to that in the uh, on the website. 
Yeah, any uh, strong opinions on this one? Well, it I've told the story many times about the uh, the talk I went to where it was the, the uh, people working at Stripe and they were talking about how they their AI for fraud detection got so advanced that that they could no longer definitively say why a charge was declined. And so then they had to come up with another AI that generated plausible <laughs> explanations for why your charge was declined. And the humans actually loved it. They were like, oh, great. But <laughs> there is no guarantee that that is why the charge is declined. It's just designed to be plausible given the circumstances. And I don't know. I think this is going to become more and more common. We're all going to become computer psychologists and not computer programmers. And that's just the future. Yeah. And whether to what extent you're utilizing technology like this, I think will vary. But, you know, you know, you take a photograph, right? And all that stuff Apple was talking about last week. Did you did you make this photo or was the the whatever neural composition engine over the heck they the called photonic it? engine, the photonic engine. <laughs> thank you. Or Sorry, did that, that take the photograph? <laughs> Like, oh, well, I showed it what to take a photograph of. And so in photography, that still counts. Like, I, maybe I'm wrong. I haven't entered any photos into competitions, but I don't think people are nitpicking about like, oh, you you use this digital technique. It's not allowed. And obviously, this is more than that. Uh, but and I think I think it's probably a bit more extreme. Uh, I think people will probably the computers will not be able to make the best art anytime soon. But I think computers will be able to help with like the idea generation process and try out ideas way faster and maybe be involved in an aspect of it. Maybe you draw a sketch and say, make this Van Gogh. Uh, like, right. That'd be cool. I mean, I, I do think there is an artistic skill in telling the computer what to do. It's why some people are better at Googling than others. It, it, exactly. And that's what this gentleman uh, claims, as he said, he spent a lot of time creating the right prompt to generate this you know there was a lot of time spent generating it and i said okay that's that is interesting now it, it should he have been more upfront in saying hey I, this was AI? i don't think so i mean it's a digital art category i don't at a state fair i, I don't think this is a huge deal <laughs> yeah. but at the same time it's like no it is art i mean it doesn't it's if you can visually see it it's art believe me i've been to modern art museums they'll claim anything's art uh, this is part of my like Midwest comedy routine. Um, sorry, we're coastal elites. Uh, and so I um, I think it's fine. I think it's cool, actually. I, I, I would I rather see like a separate AI versus like a Photoshop kind of category. Sure. But more power to this guy. I, I'm just this is one of those times where I'm like, I should have thought to do that. You know, like that is I love bending the rules in competitions. Like it's just I love it. And I'm like, why didn't I think of doing this at my local fair? God damn it. Right. You could have been first at the big. I could have been the guy. Notorious podcaster, Sean Jennings, first to first to submit AI artwork. Maybe I will. Listen, my, my state fair is coming up. I still can, you know. And he won 750 bucks or something was his prize. Hey, there you go. He won cash and he didn't, you know make it so that's great do you think he recouped the amount he spent on like whatever dolly credits (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe i mean it'll pay for his photoshop subscription so 
Not too bad. So congratulations to Jason Allen, our digitally generated star of the week. Um, <laughs> and and was this, this was the Colorado State Fair? This was the Colorado State Fair. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can't trust those Coloradian artists. Um, all right. Uh, another story in here you guys would like to talk about? Because I'll pick one if you don't. Go for it, John. We're probably uh, the meta announcement event is coming up in the next couple weeks. So I don't want to talk about the leak because we'll talk about it when it actually comes out. Oh. I want to talk about these Lenovo glasses because I actually think they're neat and kind of want them. So we've talked on the show before about smart glasses with displays in them that display information but lenovo came out with their it's the lenovo glasses t1 and all they're designed to do is to connect to your computer and be a second screen to generate a second screen in front of you and i kind of think that's neat um two 1080p micro led screens um uh, and it's, there's no VR or AR, um, nothing like that. It's designed to keep you tethered. Um, and all it literally does, uh, it'll connect to PCs, tablets, smartphones, Macs, and other devices. Um, and, um, yeah, they're battery powered, but can pull power from capable devices and have built in speakers there. you it really just generates a second monitor for, um, to have in front of, in front of your eyes. And I think that's neat, and I kind of want them. What do you imagine using it for? Well, first of all, I'm going to do the Tony Stark, like, grab at the airwood shit thing, even though it won't do anything. Sure. Because um, I'm a lunatic. But I, there is something of, like, I'm, I kind of want a screen that moves with my head a little bit. Like, a fixed one is good, but then the ability to have, like, a bigger screen in front of me that I can put on when I'm working on certain, like, I don't think I'd wear them all the time, but I think for certain tasks, when I want them like bigger and closer to my eyeballs, I'm like, that's kind of a neat accessory. Um, especially I could see like, not just for a second screen, but imagine you're like playing a game on your phone or something and you could easily output it to these glasses and get a big display. Right. I, I think to me, I, we always talk about the AR and the VR, and I'm like, they seem like a pain in the ass. I don't really get what they're for, but I'm like, just to ha like, it doesn't have an operating system. It's dead simple. It's just an extra display you can plug into that makes it big and in front of your face. I'm like, that's a practical use for a pair of glasses like these. Now, the downside is no announcement. Uh, they're going to be released in China first by the end of the year. No words on when they're going to be in the U.S. and no pricing has been released. So it's it's borderline vaporware. Hmm. I don't think they look that stupid. Like they look a little stupid, but they don't look like, you know, MetaQuest stupid. Sure. Sure. So do you think you can see, like, can you see the keyboard when you're? I guess maybe, That's a, maybe you can. I mean, they show people like sitting at a desk with a computer using them. Right. So I have to imagine you can look down. Sure. 
Yeah, this um, seems a little underspecified, but I, I do like <laughs> the idea. Yeah, no, it's super vague. I like the idea when I didn't have my 5K screen, I used that immersed VR app with the headset a couple times. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was, it worked great. It was cool to have like infinite screen real estate. But having an actual 5K screen is better, I've decided. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But then you don't look like you're in the Matrix and you're like doing crazy. You know, could you imagine like you walk into somebody's office and they're wearing those glasses? <laughs> Just looking like a huge dork. I would love it. <laughs> Gotta keep, keep crashing my reputation. Um, any other tech news you guys want to talk about or should we pivot on over to Pixland? Pixland. Pixland. Um, great. Well, let's talk about Pix. Pix is part of the show where you just bring something we want to share. Uh, Dan already talked about Diffusion B. We'll have the link uh, for you to generate your own AI images on your M1 Mac or M2 Mac. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, my pick this week. Boy, guys, I almost didn't have a pick. Um, in fact, I wanted to pick the book we're going to be talking about on the upcoming Up for Debate episode, Going Clear, uh, A History of Scientology by Lawrence Wright. But then I remembered I picked this book back in 2014 on the show. That was wow. the first time I read I haven't reread it since, and I just reread it, and it is supremely excellent. I forgot. This is just a very well-written, well-researched, interesting, thought-provoking book, uh, Going Clear. I really genuinely recommend people read this. It's fascinating. Um, and we'll be talking about it on the show next week. But since I don't have a pick, I just linked to um, one of my favorite YouTube videos of all time. Are you guys familiar with the uh, Wendy's Hot Coffee video? No. Uh, so there's certain like YouTube videos that I just think are that I just love and will watch over and over and over again because I'm a lunatic. And so I'm actually going to play it for you guys here in Riverside so you can see it, if I can get this working. This is a training wow. video from, I think, the 90s from Wendy's with probably one of my favorite songs of all time. This is a training video for new employees. And so you you get the idea. Uh, and I just I think that song is like so weirdly catchy. Um, that I actually ripped the MP3 at one point, and I do have it in my iTunes because nice. I just I, I I just think it's so catchy. It's do you have it on a CD in your car? I never. Your... I I found this after CDs were gone, <sighs> but I guarantee you I would have. I absolutely <laughs> would have. 
because it's just it just that drinks really it's very catchy so anyway the link will be on our website please send it to your friends and put a smile on their face the uh, this wendy's training wow. video from the sean collection there's a Reddit AMA request for Marvin Hawkins, the guy from the Wendy's Hot Drinks training video, but unfortunately, never happened. Oh, oh devastating. I know. Devastating. There was a long... If anyone... I promise I won't bring it up on the show because it's a very specific... If anyone wants like a YouTube playlist of great employee training videos from the 90s like this, there are a bunch of them on YouTube, and I've seen a lot of them, and they're very funny. Um... So I'm happy to recommend a few if you're interested. Uh, Colby, I, I got to hear about this pick, man. <laughs> you you got to you got to give me the scoop here. Well, I was at the grocery store the other day, Whole Foods, and there was a huge giant video screen showing like discount prices on avocados. And then all of a sudden it said, watch the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. <laughs> totally normal it's not the reason i chose to watch the show but i'm not a lord of the rings super person i have no opinions about anything i don't know if this is good or not if you like know or care but like you know three episodes in or whatever i'm enjoying it they clearly spent a lot of money on it so it's it's worth it's uh i don't know high quality at least visually speaking I'm enjoying the story so far. I think it's fine. I like it so, too, Colby. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't even know if people don't like it. I'm just, uh, See, I'm oh, just fully in. Now don't I, look. Don't I, look. I, <laughs> I won't look. Yeah. Only if you're racist. Uh, so the thing is, my question for you guys is, I'm assuming you're also watching House of the Dragon. Oh, yeah, of course. No. Because what? we are a one streaming service at a time household right now. And currently wow. Hulu is the one. But and then next up is Netflix. So I won't get to that until the winter, probably. I, Dan, we got to there's this thing now. It's called torrenting. <laughs> and you can basically get any content you want without. charge. Uh, uh, then how am I going to watch on the Apple TV? I'll have to get Plex again. Uh, oh, devastating. Uh all right, Dan. If you want, I can add you to my HBO Max. It's fine. I'm uh, it's the least. <laughs> it I sounds can do like you're myself. saying I should be watching this, Sean. Well, no, but that w- I wanted to hear from you guys. Like, let's say me, a guy who's never watched Lord of the Rings and knows nothing about it, and who's never watched uh, Game of Thrones and knows nothing about it. Which should I watch, House of the Dragon or the Rings of Power? Uh, I don't know. I, or should I just skip both? I have a hot take. Sure. Shouldn't you just watch the original Game of Thrones? <laughs> but I don't want to do that. The premise is okay. too much. I can get that on the ground floor of House of Dragon. Now I'm only three episodes behind, not like eight seasons. Right. Or okay, we've talked about this, right? Yes, here. it's 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 a daunting backlog. I really like House of the Dragon. I mean, there's not, you know, it's a, it's a prequel. So there's no, like, it's not like not having watched Game of Thrones. You don't know anything. And like most of it is, you know, there's some stuff where it's like, yeah, they talked about these people in Game of Thrones who had been dead for a thousand years or something. Mm -hmm. But I, you could, you could try it. 
I don't, it's hard to say for both of them. Cause I do like, I, I am aware of the, the Lord of the Rings story. And similarly, like there are people in this show who are in like the actual Lord of the Rings. So hmm. like you kind of know. So then I should ask this, which should I watch then game of Thrones or the Lord of the Rings movies? Well, Oh, I mean, these are here. Maybe the question is like, what kind of experience do you want to have? Like, do you want to see like horrifying, like HBO style content? Or do you want to, do you want to have like, well, a, like kind of, uh, you know, a mild fantasy experience? What I read. So I follow a lot of TV critics who I really trust on Twitter and the, they've all been positive on the rings of power and they're sort of summation of it is that it's a very earnest show like it's just nice uh it's pleasant and like there's nothing kind of over the top or sinister or so, like it's just a show that it just and i'm like that does sound much more pleasant than like a game of thrones type of show yeah i mean that's a that's a pretty i feel like that's my take as well <laughs> hmm all right well listen i'm gonna be honest i'm probably not gonna watch either uh but i appreciate you doing it i just finished the latest season of uh what we do in the shadows which was absolutely fantastic if you haven't seen it um so i'll 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 stay on the lookout maybe i'll change my mind i'll let you know again one of my favorite genres is tv shows they spent a billion dollars on so um it does seem up my alley in that respect i didn't get a 4k tv for nothing uh wonderful well great pick colby uh, thank you for that. Well, the links to all of these picks on the website, you can check them out there at don'tpanic.io. Not only the links to the picks, but also the show itself. The audio and the video will be there. Of course, you should subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. Just search for Don't Panic. We're on all the platforms. Uh, I actually just read that Twitter now has podcasts for some reason, so I got to look and see if we're on there. Uh, and if we are, I'll make sure we're removed. Uh, and then also get the video version on YouTube, and then you can get a hold of us, don'tpanicshow.gmail.com or tweet at us at don'tpanicshow. Guys, that does it for this Monday. We're wrapping it up here as we cruise through September. They're Colby and Dan. I'm Sean. We appreciate y'all being here. And we'll see you next time for another great episode of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production. Executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.